from Washington, D.C., this is the Beyond the Dumbbells Show, your source of information and inspiration for living an audacious life. Audacious life. Hear interviews and social banter with special guests on Fitspiration and news from around the globe. Here are your hosts, fitness and lifestyle experts, Brian and Jenny Sweeney. <laughs> no, nothing you, sexy. I'm still, I'm still working on my intro. Are you going to introduce this one as yet another sexy topic? Why don't you come up with a name? <laughs> uh, supplement talk wasn't supposed to be sexy, and it turned out it was very sexy. I got We got a ton of feedback on that one, and I really thought I was going to be talking to myself the whole time. Well, and people actually came up to me and was like, you're wrong. Supplements are a sexy topic. It's very bothersome. So we, <laughs> we go through... Um, Obviously, lifestyle encompasses a lot of things, and then we always feather in what's going on with us, and just to make it not all business talk. Mm-hmm. It's still the most popular things in nutrition. I know, but I, we say it every single time we cover a topic. It's because there is so much information overload and misinformation out there that it's nice to just listen to. We break it down into things that are just simple to understand, and it doesn't get all crazy geek. and crazy geek. and wild and. I, I talk so much about nutrition with most people that I just, I'm afraid that when I come around the corner, people are like, oh my God, he's going to talk about nutrition right now. And I, I don't have to. It's the same as when we're out in public and people are boozing, chewing, doing stuff they're not to. They freak. It's like, I'm off duty. I don't care. Exactly. You know? So if you want to talk about this on your free time, I'm, I could geek out on <laughs> nutrition and everything else all the time. I mean, you don't want to hear it anymore. So I, <laughs> I guess I have no one else to talk to about it. So I'm happy. Um, I'm just surprised because we have a lot more interesting things to talk about with lifestyle than just food. But, but here we are. So but we'll, alas. So we'll go over. Um, we'll start feathering Grumpy in, but Grumpy Cat. Uh-huh. Um, it's an affectionate name for a client of ours. Um, <laughs> Grumpy Cat was talking about there's some information missing as far as understanding the basics. Mm-hmm. And I operate unfairly from a position that I think most people have a base understanding of things. Correct. They don't. And that's maybe that's, of course, it's one of the contributing factors as to why mm-hmm. people get confused. So today is kind of like uh, nutrition 101. I like We're it. just going to break it way, way down and not get into what you should and shouldn't eat and um, biological responses and immune responses and blood tests. We're not going to go to any of that stuff and just try to go to, do you know how to read a food label? Mm-hmm. And most people don't. Right. So what's your, what do you struggle with? We'll start, we'll go backwards. What's your biggest struggle? Because you've heard a lot of this from me already. What do you struggle with with nutrition now as far as understanding? So I think the biggest confusion with people is that there are different types of carbs. So they'll look and they will say, um, I get questions a lot. They're like, well, I understand, you know, you've got to stay away from, you know, carbs like bread. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand that there's more to that food group than just bread. I think carbs have been painted as such an evil thing that people just associate it to something that's a processed food like sure. a piece of bread yeah so so you're saying just run through the carb options first exactly. or is that your big under- misunderstanding do you, do you struggle no i don't struggle but that's where i get the a ton of questions on how do you actually when you say the word carb or carbohydrate yeah what does that actually mean okay. what what are the foods that fall within that category? I think is where I hear the most questions come from. Okay. Um, we'll keep this super high level. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so carbs, look at them as fuel. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of processes that can make what I'm saying, um, it can contradict what I'm saying. Because if the body needs something, there are uh, metabolic processes that will convert things 
internally. Correct. So you can eat a protein and it can get turned into a form of carbohydrate. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, fat can get turned into a form of sugar and be used for fuel. So mm -hmm. there's, there's different, so this is very high level and it doesn't mean that there aren't other conditions that can change it. Exactly. So carb look at it as fuel, mm -hmm. um, protein, look at it as repair and building blocks mm -hmm. and then, um, look at fat as stored energy. Um, that, that's kind of like having a, a reserve tank. Perfect. Okay. No, so, I like it. And I think that's where, that's a perfect way to explain it because it, it is at a high level. If there are people who want to understand, like you were saying, what actually happens in the body when you consume these and everything, that's a different topic. But this is just basically like if, if I'm feeling sluggish all day, should I always go to one source over another? Sure. If you usually, um, well, let me come back to carb yeah, real quick. Yep. So there's simple carb and there's complex. Mm -hmm. And then the, there's a third carb, which is just, this has just started being identified as a whole separate category, which is vegetables, Yeah. which are a carb. Yes. Okay. But people, That's they confusion. look at, they look at carbs like the bread, which is a processed carb, Yes. a potato, which is a single ingredient, natural food. Yep. And then you've got a veggie, which is something green and leafy. Exactly. They're all carbohydrates. Yes. Okay. But they all do th different things. Mm -hmm. Now, typically anything that's processed or man-made or is straight sugar is called a simple carb, which means the body absorbs it very fast. Mm -hmm. And simple carbs are responsible for a big rush of energy and then a huge crash. Mm -hmm. Anything that's simple. Bread is one of those. Bread is a simple because it's man-made. Um, bleached and rich flour mm -hmm. is it's a man-made thing. So you'll get a quick sugar high and then boom, you, you drop out. Yep. I always think of those kind of things too as you immediately feel like full when you consume one of those. Like With carbs? You, you eat like a sandwich well, we don't eat sandwiches, but you eat a sandwich and the bread, you're like, oh yeah, I feel good. So the simple carb gives you that almost like a, an immediate feeling of being full. Sure. Well, one, it occupies a lot of space. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you're eating two sandwiches, you know, <laughs> and you've got two, four slices of bread in your gut, mm. I mean, you're going to feel great, <laughs> but the body chews through it real fast. Yes. And which is why midday you're, you're binging on snacks again. Exactly. And you know, it's funny. A lot of people will go for another sandwich. Because it's like, wow, I felt really good, and now I have this drop. I clearly need another so, need another sandwich. And we're talking <laughs> sandwiches, and I'm going to want one now. So, And what clearly <laughs> makes a sandwich last longer is that you're putting stuff in it. Exactly. If you were just eating, I grew up, and my mother was still big on ketchup sandwiches. <laughs> I mean, it's nothing but sugar. I think that was a poor... Um, uh, during the Depression, I think that came from my grandparents, where they, you know, they had nothing to feed the kids, so they were... Um, Eating ketchup sandwiches, but um, well, you, and then the rich kids ate uh, mayonnaise sandwiches. That's right, it's <laughs> higher end. Um, but if you are doing a sandwich, you not only a good sandwich anyway. You've got your proteins, fats, and your carbs mm -hmm. all in there, and they all digest at different rates. Right. So you might not have an immediate crash, even though there's bread there. So when we say crash, mm -hmm. uh, like let's say you're eating a piece of cake. Yep. That's that's there's nothing to sustain you. It's really it's all gone quickly. Mm -hmm. Um. Now, a complex carb is something that your body actually has to burn energy to consume it. Mm -hmm. So like a uh, sweet potato is a slow-burning starch, um, which means uh, if you eat something that's got 20 grams of carbohydrates, it's a complex, you could, you're going to lose a percentage of that 20 grams just to consume what's left. So it's thermal effect of feeding. Um, your body burns calories to digest it. That's one of my favorite. The first time I ever learned about that, it was like, wait a minute. What? T-E-E. -E. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really freaking cool. And that isn't represented on nutrition labels. So when people 
freak out about 20 or 30 grams of carbohydrates and it's a slow burning starch, your mm-hmm. body has to work on it. It just doesn't go away fast. So for it to break all of its, um, to consume all the bonds that make up a carbohydrate for complex, mm-hmm. it takes more work. So that's why complex carbs, whole grains are more favored over simple white bread. So if I was talking breads, right. I would want something with sprouted oats. I would want something with a lot of whole grains, nothing broken down like enriched flour. Right. Enriched flour makes it all go fast. All the grains and the sprouts and everything, since they're kind of slower digesting, slower digesting, mm-hmm. the encouragement is look for complex carbs over simple. Okay. Does so that you make pick complex. Yes. So pick complex over simple as our first guidance. Complex the best you can. Mm-hmm. Um, now the trick here is complex all the time, simple once in a while. So if you're looking at foods to eat and when to cheat, mm-hmm. people are like, oh, I need a cheat meal. Like 2% of your time should be something simple. The rest should be complex. Perfect. And again, the caveat is if you're, unless you're an extreme athlete, you're going and doing a two, three hour workout session. You're doing something crazy where that burst is needed. Mm-hmm. It's a caveat to just normal living. I'm just talking about normal. Yeah. Like you, your, your day to day. You sit at a desk all day. Yes. Uh, different circumstances, different nutritional talk. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, and then the third one. Uh, no, we didn't even cover protein, did we? Huh? So we talked. No, no, the, our third carb. A third carb, veggies. Yes. So veggies have their own class because all veggies have a certain amount of fiber, mm-hmm. which makes you poop. And not only it makes you poo poo, <laughs> but you get to subtract from your carb list anything that ends up as a fiber comes off the top. Yeah. Because it's indigestible fiber. Fiber mm-hmm. is indigestible, so it just kind of runs through the system. And it helps you poo-poo because it runs like a, a pipe cleaner. And the idea is you get tons of veggies. Not only do you get the minerals and vitamins that are in it, but you get all that fiber. Yes. And, um, okay, I'm just cutting you off. No, no, no. I was just thinking if you're a person that has, if you're a visual eater, if that makes sense, and you like to see your plate more full and more colorful, that's where I think veggies is so cool. Because if you take like 100 grams of, we'll say, kale, and you take 100 grams of like a sweet potato, mm-hmm. the difference in what it actually looks like is pretty crazy. So it's pretty cool. You can eat a lot more volume. Of in, veggies. Yes. Yep. Uh, it's the, so awesome. Think about the energy you consume just chewing it. Yes. I mean, you chew a lot more than you would a sweet potato. Sweet potatoes are gone fast. Yep. You're chewing a freaking pile of collard greens for 20 minutes. Exactly. I mean, unless you boil them down to nothing or liquefy <laughs> it, I guess. But I'm getting hungry. This um, isn't good. This isn't good. So... <laughs> So the, the veggies are separated because one, it might as well be its own food group because I've never seen its own carb group because I've never seen adults resist eating veggies more than I have this last couple of years. I mean, it's so crazy. I had one client come in they're like, Hey, I don't know what kind of meal plan you guys are pushing, but I won't eat a vegetable. Yes. And I was like, Oh, which ones? No, none. <laughs> well, no, no, no. I mean like the broccoli. No, I hate broccoli. What about spinach? Nope. Collard greens? Uh-uh. Tomatoes? No. Celery? No. <laughs> What the hell, dude? What do you mean? Lettuce. Oh, well, Definitely then that's okay. Not. So if, if, you're, if you're just not going to do it, then you got to do a good multivitamin. I don't take pills. <laughs> what, you don't do a whole lot, but obviously there's, a, there's no issue with eating. I mean, you, you're good to go with eating. You're, you're just finding all the wrong things to eat. Um, but it's worse than kids. Uh, yes. Where the, I'm telling kids don't eat goldfish and the parents to enforce that. And then the parent comes in and they're like, yeah, I'm not eating that veggie. So that's, it's so funny. That doesn't count. Yeah, I remember once when we were out and we heard um, a parent say, we were looking at our fancy blender and there was a parent, do you remember this, that came up and the person that was selling the uh, blender was making like a smoothie type thing that was just straight up vegetables. Mm-hmm. And the mom said to her two children, no, 
we don't like vegetables. And the older kid said, mom, I just, you know, I want to try it. And it was a little boy. And then it was him and his little sister. And when he tried the smoothie, of course, because, you know, I couldn't leave. I had to hang around and see what's going to happen. Yeah. He was like, oh, mom, this is really good. Of course, he'd never had a vegetable in his life. Yeah. It's probably his first one. So with terms of your simple carbs, complex carbs, and then veggie, which one would you say go for first? Veggies. Always start with veggies. Um, One, it takes a while to eat. They fill you up faster. You're going to get a lot more. Assuming that you're going, again, bigger conversation, organic, properly rotated crops, Yep. you get more dense, nutritionally, veggies. Definitely. If you get something that's a lot of artificial, um, if they're not grown with the greatest of farming practices, Mm -hmm. okay, so the soil's dead, it's 100% fertilizer, or it's genetically modified, you're not going to get the same amount of what's in it. All right? right. So assuming all things equal, you have a nice pile of organic kale or broccoli. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. I, mean, mm-hmm. I like to tell people two fists. I like, I think a normal serving size is one and a half. No, there's adults are supposed to get two to three cups of vegetables a day. Correct. I think it's five to seven half cup servings a day, fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. If I had my way. So if you don't have a scale or you're on the road, you, I go by the fist mm-hmm. And I go two fists. I would rather you eat four cups of vegetables with every meal. Just pile it in. Definitely. You're never going to overdose or get fat eating vegetables. I've never met one person that got fat because they coach. I just can't get enough spinach. No, definitely not. (laughs) I think something that where there's a lot of... Broccoli made me fat. (laughs) Where there's um, a lot of resistance to the vegetable is that people go and like they'll they'll steam a Brussels sprout or Uh something. And then they dump it on their plate and don't put any seasoning. Any spice that you really enjoy the taste of, more often than not, they taste pretty amazing on a vegetable. And the way that you prepare it is completely different. Like, I'm, I'm going to use Brussels sprouts. I hated their guts because any time we would eat them growing up, they were the whole steamed, nasty Brussels sprout. As soon as they go to, to mushy, oh my God. it's like a luger in my mouth. Exactly. It's a hawker in my but mouth. But then... I don't remember what if we just tried it or whatever, but then we tried cutting them, taking fresh ones, cutting me into thirds and roasting them, and all of a sudden I was like, that "Oh my you. god, I put a little, I put a little black pepper on that," and all of a sudden I'm like, "Do you remember we like scraped the pan?" It, well, you did, um, mm. of course, because you're Italian. There's garlic on everything we eat, and then I go over <laughs> top with it because I, I started loving garlic more. But a little bit of salt, pepper, and garlic on Brussels sprouts roasted. Roasted. Is phenomenal. Yes. I but mean, it's not a veggie anymore. It's, it's a treat. So I challenge you listeners, if there's a veggie that you insist that you hate, try preparing it another way and actually add some flavor. Roasting it was really simple. Yes. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's Gosh, the, it's major, so good. the major shortcut. Right. Or you can grill them. I, Amazing. We didn't, gr- well, I grew up also with a house that didn't have air conditioning, so the oven didn't go on in the summer. <laughs> Maybe that's why we steamed and boiled everything. Um, but uh, if it was hot and the oven was on, you didn't sleep that night, so it was very bad. Um, but we're totally off track. So, yeah, two. I prefer two fists of vegetables. Mm-hmm. Eat those first, um, then go to your proteins, then go to your fats last. Um, just because if you're full, you might not finish. Exactly. Um, that's not saying fats are bad. These are veggie fats. So let's say you got avocado on the side or, um, and of course that doesn't assume that you're not prepping your veggies with a fat like, um, coconut oil. Exactly. Then don't listen to this. This doesn't matter. Just eat your veggies first. All right. So that's carbs. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to chat about next? Protein or fat? Uh, 
protein. Fat is complex. Mm-hmm. So we'll, we'll go to protein yep. for ease. Um, so I think there where the confusion is, is that people often confuse what a good source of protein is. And one of the most common things that I get is, you know, beans or one of my least favorite words in the whole world, legumes. legumes. And they're like, this is a fabulous, or peanut butter. So it's usually like beans or peanut butter are my most awesome sources of protein ever. Okay. And so it's actually, well, yes, there's protein in... In veggies? There's protein in veggies. Mm -hmm. And yes, there is a little bit of protein in peanut butter. If you were looking to make, you know, a huge impact on your protein intake, what would you say are your best sources? So veggies to eat that you might be missing on your protein intake. Exactly. So the, there's nine essential amino acids. Mm-hmm. There's nine amino acids. Wait, how many total? Oh, I'm going to get stuck here. There's nine essential. Okay. Now, essential means that you have to go somewhere else to get them because your body can't uh, produce them or convert them. Mm-hmm. So you've got to consume these. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is why the egg was always uh, so it's such a preferred protein source because it's a complete protein. It's got all nine in it. Right. I hope I'm not misquoting. It's been a while since I've geeked out on this. Um, but... Of the nine, mm-hmm. every food comes with different things in them, okay? So there is no complete vegetable that I know of that has all nine essential aminos. Right. <clears throat> so vegans and vegetarians are at the greatest risk of not getting all the essentials because there's two amino acids that are only available through meat. Mm-hmm. So you have to supplement. Mm-hmm. And don't, I'm going to mess this up. I think it's carnosine and carnitine. So those fancy, two, fancy. those two are needed with meat. If you don't, okay. if you don't eat meat, and you don't supplement, you don't get these. All right, right. Um, and they're essential. That's why they're called essential. So, vegetarians and vegans, there are high dense protein veggies, but you were talking about legumes. They come with a heavy carb overhead, so exactly. the ratio is not sexy. Yes. Um, and we're not not to just vilify some people's digestion tracts don't do well with beans, um, and then the all the assortment of beans that are out there there can be problems digestive wise with consuming that much. Of course. And again, I'm, I'm not prepared for this, but it's almost like a three to one carb to protein ratio in a bean. Right. So to, for you to get 12 grams of protein, you're eating times three carbs. You're getting right. 50 grams of carbs ish, 40 to 50. And then you're getting hardly any protein. Exactly. Which I think is uh, definitely scary for a lot of us who sit behind a desk. The majority of your day is spent just sitting and you're consuming you know, beans are great, but you're consuming all the carbs that you are most likely not going to burn off throughout the day. That's right. Because we're not, you know, farmers outside. I shouldn't. Yeah. No, you're right. No. So the, the higher dense. So we actually have a list. Um, high protein veggies, um, broccoli, yellow sweet corn, edamame, which mm. I don't call that a vegetable. That's a weird one because it's a I know it's a bean or a pea, but soy, <laughs> you know, so, and then soy's got its own issues. Yep. Soy's almost the number one go-to for protein in non-meat-based exactly. things. And I think it's cheaper because it's genetically modified yeah. than most whey sources. So you'll see a protein uh, bar that you love. It's a lot of times if it's cheap quality, uh, it's got a lot of soy, high protein, but soy based. Exactly. And you typically on protein bars don't see a whole lot of non-GMO, which means you're eating genetically modified soy, which is like... The kiss of death. You don't want to eat that for a lifetime. Yep. And that's definitely something if you're a soy person, you need to do your research and find out where you can purchase 
a, a better soy product. There, it's if I see it's terrifying. It pisses me off a little bit because they, they don't make whey isolate protein bars that taste great. I've never even seen one that was just whey isolate. I'm sure it's probably a manufacturing issue. You just mm-hmm. for it to taste great, you've got to kind of balance things out, and right. you want to get that that content so the marketers know. All right, our, our consumer market wants 20 grams of protein or more, and mm-hmm. if I put freaking isolate in there, the bar is going to have to be a $9 protein bar, so right. I'm just going to go with the low-end stuff. Exactly. But it, it, it pisses me off that you don't have a lot of options on high-protein sources that are put into something you can put in your pocket. Exactly. Unless it's got soy. Exactly. Yeah, well, it's, it's, the high, it's high protein, like you said, from, the, from good sources. Yeah. Um, we could do a whole kind of thing on um, soy as well. Soy got, and again, I'm sure I'm sure it's lobbyists and special interests that kind of tone down the the rhetoric on mm-hmm. that. But genetically modified soy with prostate cancer, genetically modified soy with breast cancer, yes, um, and then excessive amounts. And oh, by the way, you're a vegan or vegetarian, so you consume mad amounts of soy based yeah. stuff. Um, we talked the last show was talking about play the middle ground. Don't go all in on one thing all the time because you're going to get caught. It's very scary. And soy is one of those things you do not want to get caught eating soy for 20 years and find out later that you've you know it it's got Roundup in it. The GM, the yeah. genetically modified stuff, they convert the structure of the thing to resist bugs instead of having to spray it on it. Yeah, genetically modified. That's what that means. Yeah. Um, okay. I just told I sidelined your whole thing. No, I okay. love it. So this is the this is kind of like a. It's like coffee with the Sweeney's. Let's talk about protein and <laughs> carbs and stuff. So it's going to go where it goes. It's exciting. Okay. So you left off with edamame. And right now we're only talking about... High protein veggies. High protein veggies. So we talked okay. about that you do get um, fiber. And there's a lot of minerals depending on how it's grown and where mm-hmm. you get it. And, you know, can't vouch for anything that comes from China. You know, So don't buy spinach with China written on the label. And then now they have to declare where all this stuff comes from. Yes. Thank goodness. Now, as big as the United States is, all of our veggies don't come from the United States. Right. Um, lentils, green peas, these are high, still high protein source. Mm-hmm. Asparagus, it's fun for everybody because <laughs> the whole house smells it. Um, <laughs> Brussels sprouts, already talked about that. Yep. Artichokes, avocado, cauliflower, arugula, the list goes on. Mm-hmm. The tasty mung bean. Um, doesn't even sound good. Well, I hate, that's I hate it, beans. I hate mung beans. I hate lima beans. I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it's those. It's because it has the, like, there's like a shell on it. Well, anything it's a, that's shaped oh. like a kidney. Even those lima beans look like little kidneys. I can't even. Yeah. The the lima bean. It's an organ bean. The lima bean <laughs> should go out of existence. Oh, my, my family <laughs> tried to slide those in. Like, I didn't see it in the, the succotash or the, the mixed veggie you bought. It's like, there's like two pieces of carrot in it. And it's all lima beans. I'm not eating this. I promise you that growing up, every single nasty lima bean that was put on my plate went into my hand and then went in the trash can. Every single one. What I, is I, it? I, I try. Why are they dry? They're oh. super dry. And okay. you're right. They've got like some kind of membrane on them that when you bite into them, they, <laughs> they snap. And it's like, God, this is not what It's I a was. bean membrane. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Bean. That one got me good. <laughs> it's gross. And the, you're right. The, the more you cook it, the drier it gets, the more that thing gets tight. I mean, it's like you're biting into a freaking cooked sausage or exactly. something. A leather sole. Um, <laughs> so let's say you're you're doing your food journaling. And you're trying to keep track of proteins, carbs, and fats. Mm-hmm. Because there's um, there's gray area because everything has 99.9%. Yeah, most everything. Like uh, MCT oil or olive oil only has fat in it. You're mm-hmm. not going to – I hope I'm not wrong here. You're not going to find protein and carbs in olive oil. Right. It's just – it's a good, clean, just fat oil. Mm-hmm. Um, but broccoli has proteins, carbs, 
and fat in it, mm-hmm. small, small amounts. So if you're uh, doing journaling and tracking, trying to hit a specific macro number, if yep. you look at broccoli and go, oh, it's got 20 grams of carbs, I'm good. I don't need to worry about the ancillary or that, um, the little additional macros that are in that vegetable, that mm-hmm. food. They will add up over the day. Rice has got all three. Right. Sweet potatoes has all three. Mm-hmm. And as you get to the end of the day, you find out your fat's too high because of the rice that you ate earlier. Yep. Everything still has a little bit of all three in them. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, okay. So we covered simple carb, complex carb, thermal, carb. thermal effect on feeding. Mm-hmm. And then protein sources that are non-animal. We covered those. Mm-hmm. And then um, what else was I going to say about carbs? Um did it escape you? There is no essential carbohydrate. And we did talk about this on the last one. That yes. There is, um, your body has, because you can get uh, minerals and vitamins, that's probably the most important thing. Mm-hmm. But the carbohydrate piece, the, the, the minerals and the vitamins, because yeah. you can supplement with them to make up for what you're not getting in veggies. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no carb the body absolutely has to have to be able to think and do things mm-hmm. because you've got stored fat all over your body. Yeah. So unless you're just 2% body fat, Super high endurance runner, you know, you've got plenty to spare. Yep. You'll be all right. Mm-hmm. Um, then when it gets into fats, we have polysaturated, monounsaturated, and saturated. Right. Which we just talked about that on the last show, right? I Did we do a breakdown? We touched on it. Mm-hmm. Um, polysaturated and monounsaturated, they regard to the number of bonds that are in there. That's It's too high level for now, but a monosaturated and polyunsaturated. You want to limit the amount you get. Right. Okay, but they're they're healthy for you. Monounsaturated and polyunsaturated are they're good for you in some circumstances. And you right. need fat in your diet. Yep. Um, saturated fat is good for you as long as it doesn't all come from animal based. Yep. Um, and we had said um, maybe last year or one before that it's less than ten percent of your fat should come from animal based fat. That's what I strive for. And mm-hmm. again, that's me piecing a couple different pieces of research together um, that they're looking for the healthy avenue. Um, again, we're only a hundred years, not even into the way we eat food. Now mm-hmm. the human race, especially in the United States industrialized nation, we grow our own food. It has preservatives. It can sit on the shelf forever. Yeah. We're a hundred years into when like trans fat was discovered. Yep. And we found out 15, 20 years ago, trans fats killing people. Yes. Hydrogenated yeah. anything. <laughs> That's another thing. I don't know if people, when we talk about reading food labels, the marketers got uh, smart and they stopped listing trans fat as trans fat and it says hydrogenated in it. Exactly. And then they started coming up with different names for hydrogenated. Yes. So there's like derivatives of the word to yep. mislead you. Oh, yeah. And I think the craziest part of a nutrition label is if it has less than 1%, it doesn't have to be listed. So you're reading, you know, you're you're flipping over a nutrition label and you're reading through it and you're like, oh my gosh, sold you know, this doesn't have X, Y, Z. Well, it might. That's yes. That's why eating from boxes is dangerous. <laughs> because they're trying to they're trying to slide it by you. Yeah. And then there's also it was a if a threshold per serving falls below a certain amount, they don't have to list it, so they can say zero trans fat on the label. They just reduce the serving size low enough to where it gets that number to drop below 0. 0.5. Exactly. And they don't have to say it. Yeah. But there's, if, it's so sneaky. But if you start eating three quarters of a serving. Or if you're a normal 200-pound male, you're not going to eat one half a cup of a natural cereal. I'm going to eat more than that. Yeah. Now my trans fat's measurable, but I don't know about it. Exactly. Um, now with the fats, I oversimplified it. So when you're when you're looking at um, monounsaturated, uh, yeah. So monounsaturated, you're talking about avocados, macadamias, olive oil. Those are good. So we talked about. Yeah. So you don't yep. have to avoid 
monounsaturated. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the big thing with fat is if you correct me if I'm wrong, but my opinion is if, if you only had time to measure one thing you were going to eat, like if actually measure, my opinion is it should be the fat because it is crazy how you can grab a handful of cashews thinking that you're eating one serving. And if you laid it on a food scale, you'd realize it was about six. Um, if your body Gotta doesn't be careful, if your body doesn't need the fats for biological overhead, yeah, it gets stored. Yes. And there's no way to tell from day to day age to, you know, age to activity. There's no way to tell exactly how much you need. Cause some days you need more than others. Exactly. So you can go overboard. Yeah. Um, I typically stay somewhere around 50 grams a day. Yep. I try to stay, I try to keep it low just to be healthy. And again, I'm trying to avoid, and there's good fats. I'm not vilifying fat, but I don't want my intake to be so high. Exactly. Okay. But it's just a, just another thing. Just be mindful again. So with fat, you, you know, definitely don't have it all be animal based. And in addition, measure it. Like just, just be aware a poured tablespoon versus pouring an oil into a tablespoon Ooh. And remember, you got to count the That's fat. You got to count the fat in your broccoli. Exactly. There's some in there. Exactly. And if you eat broccoli like a horse, you might get another five to ten grams you didn't know about. Exactly. It would take a lot of broccoli. Um, so polyunsaturated. Those are where the omega threes and omega sixes come from. We talked about fish oil as mm-hmm. this other source for a balanced omega three, omega six. And yep. just think the agonist antagonist relationship between inflammatory and anti-inflammatory. Yep. So some polyunsaturated are good, um, but then I think. Um, You've got the cooking oils like canola oil, and those are polyunsaturated. Mm-hmm. You know, PUFAs, they're not good for you, right. and they can cause problems. So even though it's a polyunsaturated, <laughs> coming from fish, good to go. Coming mm-hmm. from a bleached bottle of vegetable byproduct with vegetable oil, yes. not good. Yes. And this is where it also gets confusing because they're both polyunsaturated. Exactly. Um, and I guess we already accidentally mentioned it. There's not three types of fat. There's four because four is trans fat mm-hmm. and it didn't exist before man created it. Mm-hmm. These are, this is a fat that the body has no need for, can't, can't get rid of and will kill you. It and stays in there forever. I think the grossest thing about that fat is it just helps your product last longer than it should. That was the whole reason it was created. It's so gross if you think about it. And it was for anything with a crunch. Oh, yeah. Which and was I, your cookies and crackers. Yeah. and. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I would say I would take a hard line on not like, you know, stay in the middle of the road, do whatever. When it comes to trans fat, there should be zero. It builds up, man, like a wall. In your diet, because like we were talking about a few minutes ago, it's most likely in some of what you're consuming anyway. It's just that they cut the serving size down or it's less than 1%. Mm-hmm. So to knowingly flip a box over and read trans fat and put that in your body, look up trans fat and see the see some <laughs> scary research on that. The trick, and again, just to revisit, it could say zero on the label, but it says it says uh, hydrogenated whatever in the ingredients. Exactly. It's, they're lying. It's a, it's a bull jive label. Exactly. Okay, so... We covered the fats. We covered um, the four types of fat. Mm-hmm. All four are good in moderation. Monounsaturated is really good. Polyunsaturated from good mm-hmm. sources is good because it's a balance of omega three and yep. six in the body. Saturated fat, uh, yes. Um, seeds, avocado, coconut oil, hell's yes. Mm-hmm. Don't eat bricks of cheese all day. Don't <laughs> don't get all kinds of ribeyes all day. You don't want that form of saturated fat because right. remember anything that's in the animal that you consume gets stored easily in fat. Right. Now, here's another kind of geeky fact. There's A, E, D, and K. A, E, D, and K. Yeah, your uh, fat-soluble vitamins. Mm-hmm. 
if you don't have enough fat in the body, when you don't consume fat, you can't absorb fat and vitamins. So right. if you're not getting a good balance, you need fat in your diet to absorb those things. Mm-hmm. And it's easy to become deficient because if you are a fat-free diet person and you don't supplement, you're, you're, that depends. If you eat a lot of eggs, you're getting some K in there, but in E, I think. Yep. But you're getting, um, there's a good chance that if you're 100% fat-free, one, you won't be able to absorb any fat-soluble vitamin that you mm-hmm. consume. Um, and then you're likely going to be malnourished in some form or fashion because you're still walking around thinking saturated fat kills people and it, it doesn't. I know. Don't be afraid of fat. Don't be afraid of fat. Fat's good. If you, if you, we talked about it, you stick a butter and go have sex. You know, if you <laughs> talked about that on the last show, if you're not getting enough fat, just go straight to a high fat, clean source <laughs> like ghee or get some, get some clean butter. And that's where you, you bump your hormones levels up quick. <laughs> butter and sex. Um, <laughs> Don't have sex with butter, but butter might make you want to have sex. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that my one's sideways. Okay. So, what else did we cover? Um, we got the basics. Mm-hmm. The only thing we didn't cover is alcohol. So, alcohol is a carbohydrate. It is. And instead of, I didn't go over the calories for each either. So, we can do that after that. You want to finish your alcohol? Sure. So, alcohol is not, it's still a carb, um, still can get converted to sugar. You can still get fat from it. Yep. Um, but it's got more horsepower per gram than your veggies and your starches and your simple carbs. Exactly. So when you're doing your math, this is such an exciting topic. Did you say it's non-exciting or it's exciting? This is not an exciting topic. And I'm going to really skim this. When you're trying to look at a food label and figure out what's what, protein, one gram of protein, Mm -hmm. gram is is the actual measurement. The calorie is the unit of energy that's in it. Correct. What's the energy stored in that piece? And they figure this out, by the way, by setting it on fire and seeing how hot the flame gets. And this, like, think of a, of a microwave-looking device where they put food in it and they burn it. Exactly. And they can tell this is how much energy comes out of this. Yeah. So protein is four. Mm-hmm. One measurement of one gram has four calories. Yes. So just think four, we'll call them flamesicles. So I'm going to call it a flamesicle. I like it. Four flamesicles. Four flamesicles. So there's, there's four pieces of energy in there, mm-hmm. four calories. Um, that was protein. Carbs have four as well. Did I say carbs for first or protein? Nope. No, you said protein first. Second, carbs, they're treated the same. They're both four and four. Yep. Fat is nine. Yep. It's over two times, which is why fat <laughs> servings on your plate are not supposed to be any bigger than your thumbs. Yep. Total fat, two thumbs. That's yep. it on the whole plate. That's why a serving of nuts is about a thumb and a half. I know. Don't eat more than that because you're going to get too much too fast. Yes. And then uh, alcohol, seven. Mm-hmm. Um, so that goes up as well. And then fun geeky factoid, um, I just shared with you today that... When you consume alcohol, the fat burning process in your body stops. Yeah. So everything that's normally running for you, keto people, mm-hmm. if you think you're burning fat because you're keto but you have booze, it doesn't matter if it's bye low. Bye. It doesn't matter if it's low carb. <laughs> you're doing vodka because you think you're sl- slick in the system. It turns off the fat burning process. Yep. So for as long as that's in your system, no go. That was exciting to learn. I had absolutely no idea. I honest to be honest with you, I just didn't know either. <laughs> so was, I was, we finally stumped you. Well, I knew it slowed digestion. So if you drink alcohol and eat food, that's going to take longer to digest, which means the demand, you could pass the demand for it, go to bed with it in your stomach, and you might end right. up storing excess calories. Now, <clears throat> I can't even get excited talking about this. I'm sorry, because I'm, I'm, I'm expecting everyone's yawning at the other, on the other end. I think, and we've, I've said it a million times too, I think some of the times we talk about things to just provide some education, but we have talked about it for so many years that it's, see, I'm not bored by it, but it's second nature. It's kind of like, I never, when somebody asks me a question, I don't think duh for them, 
But like I go through the day and I'm like, well, duh, of course I'm going to put my veggies in first. If somebody asks me a question, I'm not going to be like, are you dumb? I'm going to be like, thank you for wanting the education. But we, it's second nature to us. You go, we, we eat a certain way. We do a certain thing. Like it's just, it's our life. So for us to share what we've done for years, it might be boring for us, but it's, this is one of the first things it's I educational. learned. educational. The shapeshift is built on this idea that if you don't learn, you won't know and you won't make progress later. So Yes. Now, if you're concerned, why does it matter when I eat too many carbs and how does I get stored in fat? So mm-hmm. real quick rundown on when you eat something sweet or the body, the, through the, the initial introduction of whatever you're eating, if you're eating something sweet or something starchy, your body will send a signal to have insulin released or get ready to release insulin. Mm-hmm. Insulin, look at it this way, is insulin goes through like a street sweeper. Make sure that anything in the blood's not supposed to be there, it gets out. Mm-hmm. And in this regard, a lot of sugar in your bloodstream is really bad. Right. So when sugar hits the bloodstream and stays there, bad things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, look at look at insulin. It's a it gets a lot of bad rap as being called the fat storage hormone, but it's also it's a signaling hormone that tells the body, hey, I'm getting ready to get a ton of sugar. Who can take it? So insulin runs throughout the entire body, and it's looking, it's talking to muscle, mm-hmm. liver, um, any muscle, liver, and fat cells. Who can take this? Uh, this is coming. Who's in line? Who's in queue? Think of the taxis at the airport. Who's up next? <laughs> who's going to get the fat or the sugar as soon as this person starts to eat it? If it's not following a very intense exercise session, so you haven't there's stored sugar in your muscle. Mm-hmm. When that is depleted. When that, when that insulin signaler comes out and says, hey, who wants it? Muscles get, they get to cut the line every time. So it's not like it's in hierarchy. It's like, hey, fat went first last time, so um, muscle's going to go this time. And muscle went first this time, so it's going to go to fat. It's always muscle needs first. Mm-hmm. So if you've had a massive workout session, this is why typically you can eat anything following post-workout because all that sugar that you consume right after is going to go to the muscles where you just burnt it all up. Yep. Now, if, if it's the middle of the day and you are carb heavy, the muscles are topped off. They can't, if you don't just sit around eating carbs and notice that your biceps get bigger. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> oh there's man, only, I wish it worked yeah, that way. Yeah, there's only so much room. So volumization in the muscle, water and glucose. And if there's no room for it, it gets passed. So mm-hmm. it's like the muscles just shutting the door. It's like, I don't want to take it out of here. <laughs> and once it runs through the entire body, the liver doesn't need it. Muscles don't need it. Fat is a greedy bastard. It takes it every time. It's like, yep. oh, I'll take the leftovers. I'll take it right here, boss. If, it, if you've got extra floating around, that sugar will get converted to fat and it'll get stored. Yep. So that's why limiting your carb t- intake for the day, you don't want excess. You never do because it will ultimately lead to storage. Mm-hmm. And storage is why you get resistant. This is why I don't buy cheat meals because sometimes the cheat meals, you're not disciplined enough to earn the cheat meal. Uh-huh. So if you have an excess and you don't have anywhere to store it, that cheat meal will get stored. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it's a freebie where you're like, I had a piece of cake and it was great. Well, you might have only stored a 1,000 grams of fat, but you stored it. I mean, don't bullshit yourself. The, the, the fat you burned off this week, you put a portion of it back on because you exceeded the intake so much that the body had nowhere to do with it. You don't secrete it. You don't pass it. It gets stored. It's freaky. So that's why I don't do cheat meals. That's for me. Well, I know when I eat something bad, it's... Because I, I want it, and I'm, know, willing to, I'm willing to deal with the consequences. Exactly. You, we've talked about this before. You and I differ on the, mm-hmm. our opinion has, it's differed on the cheat meal for a long time. My cheat meal actually could be a couple figs or something 
That's because you might be lame. No, man, that's good. <laughs> I'll eat like an extra fig and I'll call it a day. Exactly. But uh, then, I'll, then you talk about it. That's right. Like, oh my gosh. It's so good. I had four it's so good. figs. I went overboard today and I had a handful of dates. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's an essential topic. You've got to understand what you're eating and how it works. This is so basic and I'm sure I've probably got some of it mixed up a little bit along the way. But the idea is your body's... Um, where things go is very predictable. Mm-hmm. How things get stored and how they get used, assuming you're healthy, is pretty consistent across the board. Mm-hmm. Everyone needs these things. Everyone eats proteins, carbs, and fats. Everyone needs the nine essential aminos. Everybody needs to balance omega-3s and omega-6s. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone wants to um, have good, clear um, thought capability. They need fat for hormones. They need fat for brain. They need fat for heart. I mean, you've got to get these. So there's no body type that's... Uh, that's too different than the rest. Right. The only other thing that we talk about is whether or not you're carb tolerant or intolerant. Mm-hmm. And Poliquin was big on this. He's like, hey, get a big stack of pancakes, load it up with all the syrup you can handle. Yep. Eat it. And if you are carb tolerant, yep. you're going to want to go out and work. You're going to want to go work out. You're going to go run. You're like, oh, I got all this energy. Your body knows what to do with it. Yep. But if you're the type of person that gets done, you're like, I need a nap. You are carb intolerant. Your body should not be eating that type of carbohydrate. And you might be a person, sad for you, you're not supposed to eat carbs. That's me. Veggies all day. Yes. But as soon as you start putting simple carbs in your body, you're going to get me. destroyed. Complex carbs, even though they're, you burn energy to consume them, excess will get stored. Yep. And your body will, it'll tell you quickly whether or not you're not supposed to eat them. Yeah. It's okay. a t- I love Poliquin. I think that he was one of the most brilliant men. But that Sorry. that's just one of those awesome tips that I actually think everybody should try. Go out and, and seriously, get a stack of pancakes, load it up, and see what happens to you. I'm going to try it every week. Yeah, French but you, we already know you're carb tolerant. Yeah. And I'm intolerant because life's not fair. <laughs> I hate having a six-pack. Not really. Um, is there anything that we didn't cover that would be good information for somebody that's just getting into this? No, I think that just a general overview of a great place. I think it was a great place to just kind of start to understand that there are there are different macronutrients, which are proteins, carbs, and fats. And they all have a role. They, yes. If you're doing a diet that tells you you need to cut one out over the other um, or get rid of, it's a bad diet. Shape shift, shame, shameless plug. We cover everything so that you can figure out what proportions you need yes. for you, which ones are best for you, which carbs you need to stay away from, which proteins are great for you. We f- do all that stuff. So oh, yeah. Without the discovery, you're guessing. And yes. if you just do a lifestyle of guessing, that's why 70% of the country is overweight or obese. Exactly. It's not working. Whatever you're doing is not working. If you can't get rid of weight easily, there's something going on with your intake. Either it's too much processed or it's excess of one of those macros over the other. Exactly. Cool. All right. Well, then 101 is done. That's right. All right, groovy. Um, if you... If you guys can think of anything else that we missed or would like better clarification on, always happy to engage in mm-hmm. the conversation. Um so far, so good. I think this was, I hope this was ground level. Yeah, okay. I hope so too. All right. And um, hopefully you didn't geek out too much. I didn't, I think I kept it simple. Maybe. All right. Do you have any other words of wisdom other than you like cheat meals? Other than I like cheat meals when eaten properly. <laughs> Often. <laughs> no, I don't. Um, no, I always say do your research. Do your research. Today's, today's tip is if you're a, a soy person. And you consume a lot of soy. Do your research. Look at everything. Look at every label of everything you eat, even every if it's... Every single label. And just keep an eye out for it. And if you're exactly. doing something with a lot of ingredients on a label, 
This means you're not single ingredient food person. Mm-hmm. Processed foods are real bad for your um, your thyroid and your metabolism. And we get into all that in shape shift as well. Oh yeah. And my other thing is, if you eat lima beans, I want to know. <laughs> membrane. And yes, your okay. membrane beans. All right. Awesome. So. <laughs> Thanks for listening, guys. Um, thanks again for all the love and all the follows and the feedback. It's this is exciting and it's great. And I think we, I think we're putting together some pretty good content. I, ho- I hope so. I'm gonna go back and just listen to it to myself. <laughs> I'm gonna go back and see if there's any episode where I don't laugh at something you say. <laughs> I don't listen to them ever again. Right, as soon as we're done talking, I'll listen to. Them. <laughs> all right. Awesome. All right. Have a fantastic rest of your day, and thanks for listening. Later. All right. We'll see you in the next one. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Beyond the Dumbbell Show. We know you have thousands of options for content and entertainment. We appreciate you spending time with us. If you enjoyed our show, please share our web address, www.beyondthedumbbells.com, and maybe drop us a review. Until next time, live beyond.